Welcome to Second Opinion, the review show here on the Nexus. I'm your host, Brandon Johnson, and today we're going to be talking about iPhone 11 Pro. You can find the show notes for this episode at thenexus.tv slash SO80. So just to introduce myself real quick, uh, I'm Brandon, I'm riding solo today, but uh, usually you'll hear me on a different show on the Nexus called PodKit, which I uh, host with my friends, Ryan and Brian, where we talk about uh, Apple and web dev stuff. And so when Apple comes out with a new phone, uh, naturally I'm a little bit interested in what they kind of came up with. Um, I've been using the 11 Pro for a couple weeks now, and it's been really, really cool, uh, especially as an upgrade from the iPhone 7, uh, which I've been using for the past three, three and a half years. The 11 Pro is probably ever so slightly different and probably ever so slightly excessive for most people, but most of what we're going to talk about today applies to what's probably the right phone for most iPhone buyers, which is the iPhone 11, no pro. But if you find yourself uh, interested by the extra cameras or anything like that, um, the pro might be worth checking out. As always, it's one of those things where it's great to mess around with these things in the store so you know what really matters to you and what might not. So without further ado, let's start talking about some of the banner features of the new phone, the new flagship phone from Apple. The biggest thing has to be the camera. And really when I say camera, I mean three cameras. There's one ultra-wide ultra, ultra wide sensor that captures more than you could ever possibly want in your photo for the most part. And the nice thing about this one is it helps. Uh, there's this effect that my 7 always had, and previous phones had this too, it's not just the 7, where you everything felt like it was further away when you took a picture, right? But with the 11 Pro, because it has multiple lenses and, 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 and no small part because of the ultra-wide lens, it's able to actually capture something a little bit more akin to what I'd actually want at the zoom level I'm expecting when I take a picture, which is really cool. And then it's got the wide-angle lens that allows you to um, capture everything in frame, uh, and then a telephoto lens as well. And they're kind of clustered in this really interesting way where you're able to... Uh, where you can definitely tell in what situations the phone is choosing which lens. There was a demo when they revealed the 11 Pro uh, that used all three lenses at once to record video, and then you could like live cut to which, which lens you wanted. It's super cool, but I don't think it's available yet, which is kind of a bummer. The other thing that's neat about the sensors in this phone is that you can record 4K video, uh, which, is, which is pretty slick. Um, you know, I've got some pictures of... Uh, some important dogs in my life, and they've got they've got really really fine grained photos. You can see every little fur on the little little snout. Something else, just adorable. Um, but really, I'm not a professional photographer, so a lot of my takes on this uh, are kind of best consumed anecdotally. Uh, the quality of the photos this thing takes is just off the rails. Uh, like I mentioned with the dogs before, it's really cool to get that level of detail and dynamic range that no other phone I've used before seems to match. One thing I have noticed is when taking pictures outdoors, um, or especially in the Minnesota winter, um, 
having those extra cameras makes it way easier to get your thumb or your finger in the picture. But maybe that's just me. Another thing that's kind of bonkers about this really, really neat camera that they've got going is that that low light performance is better than ever. And you can pretty much assume that with every phone that's going to improve a little bit, but from the jump from a 7 to an 11 Pro, it's just, it's just so cool. Next kind of banner feature for the 11 Pro is the screen. And this is definitely the first thing I noticed when I was messing around with one at the Apple Store. Now, I remember when the 7 came out, they were talking about the new, like, better laminated screen on the 7, and I remember that being really impressive, especially when I was coming from the 5S. But really, there's no contest between the 7 and the 11 Pro. It kind of makes my 7 look a little bit like a, like a little toy phone. Um, for those of you who like the stats, uh, the screen's got all sorts of them. Uh, it is up to 1,200 nits of brightness, a 2 million to 1 contrast ratio, and 458 pixels per inch. That's a gosh darn lot of pixels there, that is. Um, but ultimately, it's just a really cool display. Performance-wise, uh, it's always really weird to talk about performance in mobile phones and iPads too to some extent because Apple keeps improving the chips over and over again, but at the end of the day, they're oftentimes running similar apps. With the 11 Pro, they introduced the A13 Bionic chip, uh, which has all the usual suspects, a GPU, a CPU, a motion coprocessor, and ML processing goodies. Um, but the really interesting things that they noticed about about this new chipset is increased performance and battery life. I've easily been able to use my phone heavily while traveling for a couple days on for basically a day and a half before needing a charge. The other thing that's really cool about this is that while I said that iPhones and iPads oftentimes are still running the same apps that, that phones, no matter what their chip has, that's that's absolutely true. Where you really start to notice this is on web page performance and also in situations where you might on older devices see weird crashes that don't really make a lot of sense, they just don't happen on these newer devices on the 11 Pro and on the iPad Pro. Next up, let's talk about all the goofy radios they got in this thing. Now it's important to note that this, uh, the 11 Pro and the 11 are not 5G phones though they do have some millimeter wave capabilities and a millimeter wave modem. But ultimately, that's used in extremely short range and mostly around airdrop. There's a lot of potential for millimeter wave, and I'm excited about its use for indoor location tracking, especially as a developer. But at the end of the day, the millimeter wave modem in the 11 Pro and the 11 aren't going to be used by your cell carrier. They're used basically to talk to other phones. And that's probably for the best because millimeter wave technology isn't really proven out yet, as far at, at least as far as we know commercially, uh, from a cellular perspective, because you have to place those every like 50 feet or something like that. Think of it like Bluetooth. And there's a lot of other stuff around like heat that isn't really thought through uh, terribly well. But when that does come out, it'll probably be in the next couple generations of iPhone, and you'll be able to get like bonkers, bonkers speeds. But even then, today, we still get pretty awesome speeds with LTE, and that's most of what we're going to see for the foreseeable future, an improvement in quote-unquote 5G parlance. It's just going to be improvements to, to LTE, uh, to 4G LTE. So if you're concerned about 5G, uh, if you really want that kind of 
uh, that kind of bragging rights, being like, yeah, I have a first 5G phone, then good on ya. But uh, this this probably won't be the device for you. If all, if what you really care about is performance, I think you'll be very happy with the performance of an 11 or 11 Pro. Now let's talk about price. I know mostly my experience with the 11 Pro that I have, uh, which I purchased for $1,149, which is an absurd amount to pay for a phone. If I weren't a developer, it wouldn't make gosh darn near any sense. And that gets you um, the base 11 Pro upgraded to 256 gigabytes because the base model is like 64 or something and I just couldn't abide that. But if you can deal with lower storage, uh, you can get it for as little as $999. Now, I mentioned there are some differences between the 11 and the 11 Pro, um, but really they're very similar devices. And the nice thing about the 11 is that really the only thing you're missing is you get two cameras instead of three. So you're missing that ultra wide angle lens. The phone, the 11 is slightly smaller. No, the 11 Pro is slightly smaller. Oh, don't want to mess that one up. And the 11 has a slightly lower res screen. Ultimately looking at the savings on this stuff, for most people, that extra camera isn't going to be worth the price difference. The base model for an 11 Pro is $900 a month with no trade-in. And the reason why I don't quote trade-in prices is because trade-in prices are kind of wishy-washy and it depends on what phone you have to trade in. So it's not really, it's not really helpful to me. But if, you, if you're buying an iPhone 11 outright today, you can get one for as low as $699, which is pretty substantial. That's like $300 off in comparison to a Pro. And all you're missing is that extra camera and a slightly different sized phone and a slightly different sized battery. For a lot of people, that's not going to be worthwhile. But if you're a developer like me and you want to have access to Apple's latest and greatest and that's part of your job description, then it might make more sense to stick with the Pro. So let's talk about some of the things that are just kind of intangible but are nice and interesting about the 11 Pro. For me, this phone looks super strange without a case. Notwithstanding that weird three-camera arrangement, it's pro it looks kind of space-agey and not necessarily in a super pleasant way. It looks like something that like the villains in Star Wars, like the Sith, might use if they use technology other than like lightsabers and stuff, right? Some people also think that the three-camera arrangement looks super weird, and it does look weird. Apparently there's like a thing where like people don't like it because it looks like a lotus pod or other stuff that's like poisonous to humans or dangerous to humans. Um, so it shares that kind of like three three-lobed kind of design that you see in like monsters in a Guillermo del Toro movie or something like that right um so you know if that applies to you or people you you love uh you might not want this phone um for whatever reason I've noticed that like reading long-form stuff on the 11 Pro long-form writing gets a little tiring uh more quickly than I recall it taking on the 7 Maybe that's just the screen size and aspect ratio, because the 11 Pro is a little longer than the 7. But perhaps it's something else, or perhaps it's nothing, and I'd just really rather read on a Kindle or an iPad Pro or a MacBook anyway. But last but not least, I'd say the screen is really stunning, and it'd be really hard to go back to any other device, like the 7 or an older Android phone, as a daily driver after, uh, after using the 11 Pro. Do you have an iPhone 11? 
Do you have an 11 Pro? Uh, if so, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. Uh, you can reach out to us via email feedback or on the subreddit, which is r slash the nexus, reddit.com slash r slash the nexus. Uh, this episode is released under the Creative Commons license. Uh, so you can use it for whatever you want. You can cut me into a super cool like uh, dubstep remix. Uh, but if you do, uh, personally, I think it'd be really cool if you shared it. You don't have to, but you can. Uh, you can find me, Brandon Johnson, just about everywhere, but especially right here on the Nexus where I co-host PodKit. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, I'm also on the internet at brandon.mn where sometimes I talk about software things and stuff like that. Uh, the Nexus has a network-wide Patreon that you can uh, support if you choose uh, to help us continue making these cool shows. Uh, so you can support us by going to the to patreon.com slash the Nexus TV. Uh, and that's our show. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, it's always fun to do these little solo reviews. Somehow it helps me keep a little bit less rambling. Who'd have thought, right? Uh, with all that said, uh, we'll see you next time. And have a good one. The Nexus, the Nexus, the Nexus TV podcasts from the, the technological, technological convergence. convergence.